Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hi, this is George Swift from Bigger, Brighter, Bolder, and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development, and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe and never miss an episode. And in this episode, we are looking at four words that make up one of the most disempowering sentences you're ever going to say to yourself. This can't be happening. Often when people say that, they're saying it with hope. They're saying it with like a question mark. Please tell me this isn't happening. Reassure me that this isn't happening. Sometimes it's literally the fingers in the ears. It's the shutting of the eyes. It's the shutting down the brain saying, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. This can't be happening. However, If it clearly, evidently is happening, you can see that obviously that is not an empowering position to be in. Hoping something isn't true that is true doesn't stop it from being true and it won't stop it from getting you. So this is actually tied into our fight or flight response. When something is a threat to us, whether that's an actual threat or a perceived threat, we will go into potentially the fight or flight response. Fight is we step forward and we tackle it, we take it head on. The flight response is we flee, we run away, take ourselves to safety. Actually, what most people forget about actually is it's not just the fight or flight response, it's actually the fight, flight or freeze response. So the freeze response, which is again, probably one of the most disempowering ones, is where you stand there absolutely frozen. It's the deer in the headlights, the rabbit in the middle of the road, staring at the car, thundering down towards it, hoping that it, what, I don't know, doesn't happen. And that's kind of where the this can't be happening response fits in. It's not a flight response. You're not running away. It's not a fight response. You're not attacking whatever the threat is head on. It's that kind of freeze response. Like, I'm just going to freeze. And that freeze response is there to basically hope that you don't get killed, hope that you don't get harmed in some way, hope that whatever's unfolding doesn't end up getting you in some way. And obviously, sometimes you're going to get lucky and other times you're not. And as is always the case, luck will happen. Bad luck will happen. Good luck will happen. But it's a terrible strategy to just hope that you're going to be okay. You want to take some sort of action in the face of something that is a threat or a perceived threat to you. So in the world around us right now, we are surrounded by threats. Let's be honest, we're always surrounded by threats anyway, especially as small business owners. But right now in the world, we are surrounded by threats. Threats of, will I be able to do X or Y in my personal life? Will I be able to do business in X way or Y way? Will my business be able to reopen if you've been shut down? Will there be more lockdowns? What's happening in the economy? What will happen with my staff, my employees? What's happening X, Y, Z, the virus itself? So we're in this position where we are surrounded by all these uncertainties. And these uncertainties can instill fear, a threat response in people. And ultimately, that response of this can't possibly be happening. Please tell me this isn't happening. Cross my fingers and hope it isn't happening. Put my fingers in my ears, say la, 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 close my eyes and just pray, hope, whatever, that it goes away is not a particularly empowering place to be. 
Now, this doesn't have to be just around the current situation, although obviously there's lots of things in the world right now which could instill potential threat response in us. But this is day to day in human life. In fact, we're applying this fear response that we evolved to have over millions of years in all the wrong places and all over the, you know, and I talk about this a lot, the misappropriation of fear. The fear response is what kept us alive in our ancestral days. It kept us alive right up until recent years. Now, in modern society, we do have threats, but nowhere near the same amount that we had when we were out in the wilderness. Day to day, we expect to survive. Back then, we didn't. And therefore, like all animals in the animal kingdom, our fear response was the one that ultimately meant that our species survived. We survived as individuals, we thrived as a species, and that's what got us to where we are today. However, in the modern world, we just don't have the same number of physical threats that we had in the past where this fear response evolved from. Therefore, the fear response that we're feeling often is massively misappropriated. For example, when it comes to money. Now, I've done a podcast on this in the past, but I have a core philosophy, which is look at where the money is, not where the money isn't. So, for example, if your bank statements are negative, if you're in the red, if you're looking at your credit cards and you look at the credit card debt mounting up, you're looking at the bills you need to pay, you're looking at the money that's not in your account, that's where the money isn't. The money isn't in the debt that you owe. The money isn't in the mortgage you need to pay. The money you're looking for is in sales. It's in new business transactions. It's in maybe outstanding debtors that owe you money. It's in raising your prices. So the money you're looking for is actually not where the threat is. Now, evolutionary speaking, we are meant to stare down the threat. If a bear is chasing us, this was the example I used in that episode, if a bear is chasing us in the woods, actually looking at the bear is not where we want to be looking at. We know the bear's there. The bear's going to kill us if it catches us. I need to be looking for an escape route. I need to be looking at where the bear isn't. I need to be looking for where safety is. And I'm much better off turning, plotting my course and getting my head down and just running as fast as I possibly can. Never looking back. If I look back, I'm going to slow down. If I look back, there's much more chance that I'm going to trip over a rock, I'm going to trip over a log, and then it puts me in harm's way. So when we've got you know, money issues, and right now a lot of small businesses are potentially concerned about money, even if they don't have money issues themselves, but they're concerned about the future and they're nervous about what next year might bring, they are pulled to look at their finances, not where the money is, not where the money for their business growth is, but looking at debts, looking at what they owe, looking at who isn't paying them, looking at what the money is that they don't have. And even if they then get their eyes firmly fixed back on sales, for example, they keep looking over their shoulder and just making sure that bear's not getting any closer. But every time you stare at the bear, he will get closer and there's much more chance that you're going to trip over. So actually, when we are aware of a threat, once we've analysed that threat, once we've determined what the right course of action is, we want to get our head down and execute on that plan. When we talk about this can't be happening, this yell, this scream out to the wilderness, maybe this cross my fingers and hoping that this can't be happening, what we're doing is we're going into that freeze response. So we're not even looking at the threat. We're not even looking at what's harming us. We're not analyzing it. We can't possibly process what the right course of action is because we have our eyes closed, we have our ears plugged, and we have our brain shut down, just sitting there, 
screaming out, this can't be happening. And of course, if it is actually happening, that is probably the most disempowering thing you could possibly do. If it is happening and you've got your eyes closed, your fingers in the ears, and you're just shutting your brain down, you can't possibly do anything. You're just hoping that this thing passes you by. You're hoping that if you're the rabbit on the road with the headlights coming towards you, you're hoping that you don't end up getting killed. If you're the deer, you're hoping you don't bounce off someone's bonnet. If you're in business and the money's running down and you've lost loads of clients and the economy's going to shit in front of your very eyes, if you're sitting there saying this can't be happening... It's the equivalent of just standing there in the middle of the road, hoping that whatever's coming isn't going to get you. It's not empowering in any way, shape or form. And in fact, this whole sentence, this whole piece comes from a previous career of mine where I used to work in self-defense and I used to work in self-empowerment with regards to people defending themselves physically on the street. I worked with the Bank of England. I worked in inner city rejuvenation projects. I worked with the Prince's Trust. I worked in some of the worst areas of London trying to help people to be empowered physically to be able to feel safe in order to be able to handle potential violent confrontation. Now, a lot of what I talked back then was about personal empowerment. Yes, I would teach people physically how to defend themselves, and I could do that in a relatively short period of time. About an hour, we could cover all the physical things that I needed to cover in that workshop in order to give people a really good chance of defending themselves. The other three hours of that workshop were getting people to feel empowered enough to apply that one hour of content that I was going to give them at the end of the session. So I can give you all the tools, but if you don't feel empowered to apply those tools, then they're worthless. I can give you a gun, You think, okay, if I've got a gun, I'm completely and utterly safe. Well, you're only safe if you're willing to pull the trigger. So if you've got a gun in your pocket, but you're not willing to pull the trigger, you're not going to use the tool, then it doesn't offer you any safety. Now, of course, you could argue, well, having it in your arsenal and showing it, etc. I'm using it as an analogy, okay? Fundamentally, the safety that you might feel behind having, say, a gun on you is only as strong as your willingness to use that gun. So if I give you a course of action on how to solve, let's say, for example, your financial issues in your business, those tools are only as valuable as you are willing to apply them. And if you're sitting there going, this can't be happening, this can't be happening, this can't be happening, you're never going to use the tools, okay, because you're shut down. Now, I teach the self-defense tools from, you know, little kids all the way through to old age pensioners in homes. And it was all done for me. It was less about teaching people how to hurt other people Although, obviously, it was about that, because if they needed to defend themselves physically, what could they do? A lot of what we talked about was actually about not having to use physical confrontation, about how we could diffuse that argument or we could diffuse that encounter with non-physical tools. The vast majority of the content in those workshops I used to run was about becoming someone that would use the tools I was giving them whether they were the verbal diffusion tools or whether they were the physical diffusion skills. If you're not willing to use a tool, the tool is valueless. And back in those days, I used to have the same conversation with them that I'm having with you now. And I'd say one of the most useless things you could possibly say to yourself if you are in a physical confrontation is this can't be happening. This can't be happening. You know, I said it's the most disempowering thing you could possibly Think to yourself, it's the most disempowering thought you could have. This can't be happening. If it clearly, evidently is happening, 
You want to absolutely know it's happening. You don't want to be pretending it's not happening, hoping it's not happening. It's about sitting there and saying, okay, this shit is really happening. And once the brain gets that message, shit, this is really happening, then it starts looking for solutions. But whilst it's pretending to itself that this isn't happening or hoping this isn't happening, instead of actually focusing itself on how to solve this problem, how to solve this set of situation or this set of circumstances that's unfolding in front of you, it shuts down and just hopes that it goes away. And that's a terrible strategy. It's a terrible strategy in self-defense. It's a terrible strategy when it comes to financial issues. It's a terrible strategy when it comes to relationship issues, when it comes to anything, your health issues, your weight issues. Shutting down, this can't be happening, is a powerless thought process to go through, a powerless perspective to hold. Now, it's also a natural one. It's overwhelming. You're sitting there, you're in your business, you're fighting away like crazy. You start to make some headway, you start to make some growth. You then start to build a bigger business. You start to have some success. You start to enjoy your life. You start to enjoy the material things that maybe your success starts to bring you. You start to enjoy your safety, your security. You start to dream about the future. You start to think about all the things that are open to you. And then suddenly, you know, COVID hit, suddenly the country is locked down, suddenly your business is shut down, suddenly a massive proportion of your revenue is locked away from you, taken away from you. Suddenly we're in a position where everything we thought was real is no longer real. Everything we thought was the way life was going to unfold for this year, maybe for future years, suddenly it's all changed. And it's a natural instinct for the brain to go into this place where it turns around and says, this can't be happening. I think we all went through that. This can't be happening. The country shut down, the country locked down, government mandating that certain businesses can't trade, that you can't leave your house for certain things or only leave your house for certain things, that you shouldn't see family, loved ones, shouldn't hug, hold, touch family. You can't go to care homes and see granny. You can't go to, you know, into the hospital and be with your wife when she's giving birth to your child. You know, all these things. It's a normal state of mind to be thinking this can't be happening because it's so surreal, so unreal. The security and the safety that I felt in this world has suddenly been taken away to such a degree that I'm trying to catch up with what's going on. And it's normal. Now, in a self-defense scenario, you might only have a few seconds to go from this can't be happening to shit, this really is happening. Any longer, and it really could be the difference between your life and your death. Now, in business, you get a little bit longer. It's okay if you spent a day, two days, a week, two, two weeks. Maybe it's okay that you spent a little bit of time in that place. This can't be happening. This can't be happening. But there comes a point when you have to accept and realize this really is happening. You see, if a client suddenly pulls out of doing business with you and takes a huge chunk of revenue with you, and then another client and then another client, then yeah, you know what? You might go into that place. This can't be happening. This can't be happening to me. But if you sit in that place for a week and then a month and then two months and six months, when it clearly evidently has happened and is happening to you, you're not taking any action to solve that problem. You're not taking any action to mitigate the fallout from that set of circumstances. You're taking no action to save yourself. And in that moment, you're just a sitting duck. You're vulnerable. You're the rabbit in the middle of the road, hoping that the truck isn't going to hit you. Now, if we're sitting there looking at the recession, if we're sitting there looking at what 2021 is going to bring us and what a, what a different mindset I think so many people have going into 2021 compared to maybe what we had coming into 2020. 2020 felt like such an amazing opportunity. It felt tangibly 
like this was a new decade, a new start, and people felt really tangibly connected to the positivity that was around. Very quickly, that carpet was pulled out from under most people. Going to 2021, I imagine most people, a little bit like, I'm well happy to be leaving 2020 behind, but 2021... I'm a little I'm I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna wait this one out a little bit before I get too hopeful. You know, nothing's really changing in the world immediately. They've got some things that are rolling out in the new year and into summer, and there's certain things we know are gonna be changing in the world in 2021, but we don't know what's gonna be changing. There's some talk about live events starting to open up. There's some talk about even some big sporting venues opening up in a limited capacity but we don't know what that looks like so we can't sit there and tangibly have that certainty of oh great next year we can go back to watching the football next year we can go back to this we can go back to normal none of that really exists for us in fact what we've got is I don't even know how it's going to play out next year is this the last wave is there going to be a third wave is it coming back next winter what are the government's actions going to be in response to that I recently did a podcast, you know, where Boris Johnson was saying, we're not going to go into a lockdown. We're not going to do a lockdown. And then literally seemingly overnight, everything changed. And suddenly we got that announcement on Saturday. Bam, we're going into lockdown. And here we are at the point of this recording. We are currently in our second lockdown. What's going to happen after this? Well, they're starting to announce what's going to happen next. They're starting to talk about what's going to happen at Christmas. But I think I speak for all of us when I'm like, okay, well, we'll play it a little bit by ear, shall we? It's nice to think that may be the case. It's concerning to think that something else negative might be the case, but I'm kind of going to wait this out a little bit and see how it unfolds. That little bit of uncertainty keeps everybody on their edge. But when something really bad happens or something like a 180 happens in your life, in your world, it's natural to go into this. It can't be happening. You get a diagnosis, a terrible diagnosis for health for yourself or someone close to you gets a terrible diagnosis. Someone passes away unexpectedly in your family. Your business suddenly faces an unprecedented challenge. Your wife suddenly leaves you. Your husband, you suddenly find out, has been having an affair. These things turn our world upside down to such an extent that we can't even face the consequences of what's happening, let alone face the action that we might have to take. And we can't even think about what that possibly could be. And we shut down and we go into this, this can't be happening place. I've done it in my own life. I'm sure you've been there. The reason I talk about this in self-defense was because you don't get to stay there very long before that disempowering thought becomes something that potentially makes you a victim. In business, yeah, you can have that thought. You could hold that thought for an hour, a day. You get away with holding that thought for a week, maybe, maybe more. But you can't stay in that place for too long because the longer you stay in that place, the longer you are that rabbit, you're that deer standing in the middle of a street hoping that the car, the truck, the juggernaut, the bus doesn't hit you. It's a terrible strategy. It's completely disempowering. You want to stare down the barrel of that threat, no matter how terrifying, no matter how unimaginable, no matter how weird, strange, confusing, See what actually is, acknowledge what actually is, and then you can start doing something about it. There is a lot out there right now to be uncertain of. There's many things out there maybe to be concerned about, even maybe to be fearful about, but pretending they're not happening, pretending it's not real, pretending that threat doesn't exist is not going to get rid of that threat. It's not going to remove that threat from your life. 
closing your eyes, putting your fingers in the ear, screaming, la, 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 I'm not listening, I'm not looking, my brain's shutting down, this can't be happening, is not going to solve the problems that I face in my life and the problems that I face in my business, and it's not going to help you either. Open your eyes, take it all in, this really is happening, what do I need to do about this? If you are a business owner and you're serious about growing your business, even though the world around you may be on very uncertain foundations, then don't forget Bigger Bright Boulder is here specifically to help small ambitious business owners achieve growth in their business at all times, in the good times, in the bad times, and whatever the hell this is we're going through right now. If you're just launching your business and starting up, we've got a group or groups waiting for you right now to support you to go on that journey with you. If you're a small business owner, maybe doing 30, 40, 50, 60K, and you want to build your business to 100K plus, we've got groups waiting for you as well. If you are a business owner and you're doing over 100K in revenue, somewhere between 100 and 500 grand turnover, and you want to continue to scale that business so that you can take it maybe towards that first million or to start to really build the lifestyle that you want to create from that business, then again, we've got groups waiting for you right now. We help you set goals. We help you set a vision. We hold you accountable to doing what you need to do in order to create those outcomes. We also support you in the tough times, kick you up the arse when you need. And when you're on your knees, we put our arm around your shoulder, we pick you up, we dust you off, we support you, nurture you, and we get you going again. We also help you with sales. We help you stay on track with your marketing. We help you to solve the problems that you face that are standing between where you are now and what it is you want to achieve. Whether that's launching a successful business, building a successful business, or scaling your already successful business, we can help you do that. Please do go and check us out at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. You'll also find a bunch of resources there to help support you on your ongoing journey. Likewise, I'll also put those links in the description of this episode. If you're ready for a conversation, then my partner in life and in business, Tracy Miller, would love to speak with you. If you're serious about growing your business, then contact her, tracy.miller at biggerwriterbolder.co.uk. I'll drop her email in the descriptions as well. We look forward to hearing from you. Hopefully, we'd love to see you in one of our groups soon. Either way, I'll see you next time. And until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 